Christmas with you. Christmas. Netflix with uh, Amy Garcia, Freddie Prince Jr. God. It is uh, Freddie Prince, baby. Yeah, I think it's twenty. I think it's number one in twenty six <clears throat> countries and, and top ten in eighty countries. Let's go! Let's wild. go! Yo, wild! Let's right? go! Like, That's wild. I'm like, okay, we up. This is back to your story. I'm hit my rental car last night. <laughs> What the fuck you want, man? <laughs> yeah. Why are you wasting my yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. Isn't it so weird? Like when you set up, do not disturb, but the calls still come through. Yeah, it's the. Um, what's the point? It's not. You're. This is not. Do not disturb. No, it's anymore. not. It's not. And it's like I have like the focus settings on my I, I, iPhone, and um, like I have select people that can call through, like my right. wife or Tyler, or like you know, you know, just in case of emergency or whatever. But for some reason, every so often, I'll get like a telemarketer call to just right. come through, and I'm like, what, what's going on this here? This is not. Do not disturb. Yeah. <laughs> This is okay. We'll let you disturb. Yeah, that. exactly. I hate You're that not shit. Doing shit. I know. I know. I know. How are we doing, Tyler? We're good. We're ready. All right, Let's baby boy. It. Let's rock and roll, baby. Yes, sir. How we doing, brother? Um, you know, I'm doing all right. Although I did go to the DMV the other day and they said I can't see. So, <laughs> <laughs> what they say? Your ass is blind. Yeah, pretty much. They say you didn't pass the driver's test because you can't see. So, or the eye test. So we can't renew your license. Oh, shit. But uh, so yeah, I had to go to optometrist today. Wait, so, what? Yeah, man. They could not renew your license. Well, yeah, they gave me a temporary one because they were like, they were like, yo, I think it was just a bad day because I didn't <laughs> sleep that much. You know what I mean? And I've noticed my vision change a little bit over the last few months, but uh. I definitely was like covering my eye. I'm like, oh, she was like, take a look, check, you know, tell me what you see. And I'm like, I'm trying to squeeze and squint. I'm like, I can't see this shit. so yeah, man, that's really all that's going on, man. Trying to get my eyes right. Yeah, there we go, <laughs> dude. It's so crazy talking about eyes because um, I remember like a few years back, my wife and I, I was getting uh, some new glasses, mm-hmm. and I was at the optometrist, and um, they were they were doing all those tests and all yep. this like weird funky shit, and they're like, okay, uh, look, look at this, look at this thing, and they're like, okay, and it's like all these like col- like colors and dots and all this shit, and I'm like, do you do you see a number in there? And I was like, um, yeah, I see like a seven and they're right. like okay do you see the next one it was like an eight and and by like the third or fourth one my wife she hits me on my shoulders and she goes bro quit fucking around and i was like what what are you talking about and and, and the lady goes oh he's not messing around no, he he's colorblind as shit yeah, <laughs> she's like bro you can't see those and i was like no i i, I can't because yeah. like the three was like literally like an 11 the yeah. four was like a nine right and so i was just getting them all wrong and it's just because i'm colorblind as shit well so. see well there you go you found out the answer Oh, I already knew the answer. Oh, okay. But um, I, I didn't know that that test per se was uh, telling me if I was colorblind or not. Right. But it was just so funny because my wife totally thought I was fucking with the Did lady. You playing around? No, hell no. Yeah, no. Nah, uh, like, why would I want? You know what I mean? Why would I mess around with, with my eyesight? Dude, know? I I was behind the chair for, for like doing hair like for many years, and I had to stop doing color because mm-hmm. every single time I would do it, it would come out so fucking wrong because no I way. am colorblind as shit. No way. Oh hell yes. So you got hell people yes. coming in for uh, for a red and they coming out leaving like, pink yeah a hundred percent no way a hundred percent a hundred percent so that's why i stuck to the cutting and then uh, stuck to the business side of, of the hair world do you so, know what color your hair is right now uh i think it's purple there we go oh <laughs> right. you want to hear another crazy story <laughs> listen to this shit so um i've been going through like this whole bleaching process mm-hmm. uh because i want to make my hair silver right and uh so i just got it to this color um because you want to do them in steps because you don't want to fry out your hair right yeah so like the first one because my hair is pretty freaking dark and uh so we, we got it to like kind of like a like a brassy blonde and so then i went in for the second step which was two days ago um it, which got to this color which okay. is pretty there it's almost there yeah. next one i'll be able to 
put the silver in. Um, but so I wake up in the morning, not really thinking about it. I'm doing my hair. I start walking out of the house. My wife, she, she looks at me, she goes, why is your hair blue? And I'm like, what are you talking about? No way. She goes, what? And I thought she was fucking with me, right? And I, she's like, why is your hair blue? And I was like, it's not blue. And she goes, look in the mirror. So I go look in the mirror and I have like blue all throughout no my fucking, way. I do blue all throughout my hair because that hair product that I was using was blue. And when you get your hair bleached out, it's, it's very porous. So it sucks everything in. Uh. So dude, I'm like freaking the fuck out. So I like hop in the shower. I'm like trying to scrub it. Out. I get out, I blow dry my hair, still blue. And it's just like a, like if you ever got like paint on something and you're like smudging it. So just like making it worse and worse and worse. So then eventually on the fifth time I get like Dawn dish soap, which is like, terrible for your freaking hair um <laughs> perfect for ducks that get stuck in oil uh spills but there terrible for uh for for hair so um so eventually i, I got it out but uh Jeez, it's got it, it had like a little green tinge to Jeez. it <laughs> yeah, you just you know it's art baby it is it is definitely <laughs> i gotta get this gum out of my mouth all good um fuck it uh so dude for the people just tuning in right now uh why don't you do a brief introduction yeah uh well you know my name is Lowell. Everybody, my friends and family call me LJ, but my stage name or actor name is uh, Lawrence J. Hughes. Uh, my whole name is Lawrence Joseph Hughes, named after my father and my grandfather. Uh, my middle name, my grandfather. My first name, my father. Uh, I'm from the Bay Area, man. Born in Oakland. Uh, lived out there for a little bit. Raised in Antioch, California. So went back and forth between the two cities. And, uh, you know, played football, baseball, sports my whole life growing up as a kid, man. Yeah. And uh living the dream of a kid, you know, and yeah. just trying just trying to do whatever you can to, you know, play outside with your friends and and that's what kind of sucked me in was with sports, you know, just to be able to to go out there and be free and to just just to really create as as an athlete, you know what I mean? Kind of is where it got me started down that path and um you know, now here we are after, you know, many years of, you know, going through sports and trying to figure out what it is that I want to do and being denied and being denied and being denied and being denied again. And, you know, going through some things as a as a kid and, and as a young youth, yes. <laughs> a young man. Um, and now I'm down here in, in L.A., man. I've been here for nine years. We'll be 10 next year. So shout out to all the people who have made it to a decade. You know, yeah. what I mean? so uh, it, it's exciting to, to have that little chip on my shoulder to know that I've made it. We will have made it that far. Yeah. Um, and really just. Been trying to, you know, continually every day to get my feet under me, man. And and luckily over the last year and some change, I've been able to find a little bit of um a little bit of more light, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In multiple ways, you know what I mean? And uh and now here we are, um, going on to what I feel like is a very important year for me and, and also finishing the rest of this year out very strong. So I'm happy, man. I'm blessed. Uh, I just I'm grateful to literally grateful to be alive, to be honest. And um I'm just grateful to be able to to be sitting here, man, yeah, man, you know, sitting here and getting this in with you. Ah, dude, I absolutely love that. Um, so your your forte these days is uh, acting. That is, yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. is a forte. <laughs> How does uh, was that always something that you wanted to do? Like, because I know sports was a big part yeah. of your life for so long. Yeah. Um, what made the pivot for you to go from sports and then to obviously acting? Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, it's funny you say that because, you know, when people and I'm a firm believer in this, right? When you dive into something wholeheartedly, you know, I'm I'm a believer in that you should, if you really want to do it, if you're passionate about it, that you shouldn't have a plan B, right? Yeah. That should be your plan A and you give it everything you got, right? There's yeah. no falling back, right? Yeah. Um, but for me, which is 
funny enough, uh, my mom tried to get me into acting when I was a kid. Oh, shit. Right. So she would take me to auditions, commercial auditions, and she would have to bribe me with pizza because I, <laughs> as a kid, I didn't want to go. You know what I mean? And I was a heavy set kid. So you gave me some pizza. I'm all about yeah, it. You know let's go. Let's get it. Um, but my thing was uh, sports. And I think a lot of my love for sports really came from my father. And, you know, my parents, I grew up in a, in a, in a separate home. My parents were divorced. I don't think I ever remember them being together. So that was, um, I lived with my mom. So that was my connection with my pops, you know what I mean? And, and him kind of introducing me to baseball and to football and to basketball. We would go to Raider games a lot, you know what I mean? All the time. And that was one of the things that I remember when I was young. So I think my love of sports not only came from being fully immersed in it by him, but came from trying to, you know, strengthen our friendship. I mean, excuse me, our, our relationship as, as son and, and dad, you know? So I was like, yeah. okay, this is what we're going to do. Um, but my mom always said, you're going to come back to this, the acting thing. Cause I told her, I was like, no, 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 I'm good. So fast forward a few years, you know, my goal and my dreams had always been, I want to play pro, whether it be baseball or football, that's it. That was plan A for me, professional athlete period. And I was smart. I had, good grades 3.5 and up usually always you know what I mean so it wasn't just like I was out here playing sports and not really paying attention to the academics because that was important to my parents too you know and to me you know if you're going to do it you got to make sure you do it all the way around yeah so I ended up um, getting recruited to play football Um, I had to go to a junior college first because I had to change positions because of my height uh, that I played in high school was a little bit of an underdog, so I didn't get recruited because of my size. Um, so I had to go to junior college and play linebacker and switch my position. And I had to learn that in like in an instant. Dang. You know, junior college, you get two seasons, you know what I mean? And I'm having to learn a whole new position within, you know, really 20 games. You know, if that in the first 10 games of the season, I didn't really get to play much because we had, I had an All-American in front of me. Damn. So I'm learning from him, though, you know. Um, so that was the original dream. And then I get to the University of San Diego Got recruited, luckily, thankfully, um, got there to continue, you know, my career and to continue my education at a really good school. And when I got there, uh, I had to um, one semester fulfill an elective. I had to fulfill an elective just to get my courses for the semester. And the academic council was kind of like, yo, you know, what electives are you thinking? You know, you need one more. And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, you know, what do you think? And he's like, oh, you know, we could try like dance or we could do this. I'm like, no, no, like I'm cool. And he goes what about acting? I was like, all right. Yeah. Like my mom tried to get me in it when I was a kid. Yeah, sure. Like I'll give it a try. You know, let's do it. And so I get into this class and, you know, in the beginning I'm like, okay, this is cool. It's fun. I'm able to express myself and I'm actually in there with other teammates at the same time. And it came at the right time too, because when I was in uh, college, when I got to college, I had already had uh, two wrist surgeries so I already had to sit out one year because I couldn't pass a physical because my wrist wouldn't bend. Yeah. It's just locked in place like that. So I had to have another surgery to clean it out and do all this other stuff. And then I finally get healthy and I'm getting a chance to get on the field. Then I tear my meniscus in my knee. Wow. You know what I mean? And then yeah. so so then I go, go through that and get through that. And then I tear my meniscus in my other knee. And my, my experience with uh, my college experience was very... Um, well, I will get to that, but let me just stop you that. But... Um, it was, I, I remember one day in class, specifically in this acting class, and we were doing some exercise. And I was just like, oh, this is, you know, this is interesting. And the teacher is like, I forgot exactly what the exercise was, but all I remember is I'm laying on the ground 
and I'm just bawling my eyes out. I'm like bawling, bawling, bawling. I'm like, I'm crying. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Never really experienced anything like this before. And the teacher, I don't know if this was appropriate of her or not, but she's standing over me and she's like, more, more, <laughs> more. And I just remember looking at her being like, oh my God, yeah, you're right, boy. I'm just crying. Oh my God, I'm looking at her. And I remember like what she's wearing and exactly to this day. Wow. And for me, you know, some people would look at that moment and think like, man, like, you know, the teacher was, you know, blah, blah, blah. She was, uh, you know, tra- traumatizing you. And I looked at it as, because once we were done with the exercise, I felt like I had experienced something. Yeah. And what I had experienced for me was not only my first experience as an artist, but to me, it felt like it was my message that was being sent to me as clear as day as this is why you're here. Wow. And I felt something in my spirit that I had never really felt at that point in my life, not at a football practice, not at a baseball practice, not at a football game, baseball game, anything. And I remember walking out of that class that day feeling like, this is it, bro. This is where you need to go. This is it. Whatever else happens, this was it. And it was so, um, it was, it was very, um, that's tough to describe. It's, 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 it, it was just very, it was very moving, you know what I mean? But at the same time, it was very therapeutic. Yeah. And it came right at the time when I needed it. And, you know, even then, after that experience, I still I had a really, really, you know, I had really dark moments in college. Um, but that moment was one of the moments that I'll never forget. Um, that, that from then on was like, that's what I want to do. And uh-huh. from there, graduated all that, moved out to L.A. six months after graduation. And I've been on the grind nonstop. <laughs> wow, that's incredible, man. Yeah, man, it's wild. What do you think that is that got inside of you at that moment, right? Because we all go through things in life, and some people say it's God, some people say it's this, some people say it's that, you know, but there are clear defining moments in an yeah. individual's life that can open their eyes up unlike mm-hmm. any other experience in their life. Yeah. What is that to you? For me, it's God. You know, I, I was, I, and I, I was born and raised and grew up in the church. I don't go to church anymore yeah. for, um, for reasons with things that happened with the church and my family. Um, and just kind of the way they treated my family sometime after so many years of us going to that church. Um, and I haven't found a, uh, a spiritual home like that since then, you know, and it kind of, deterred me away a little bit from, from church, going to church. My mom still goes, you know, but my family is the one are the ones who instilled faith in me. Right. Yeah. My grandparents, uh, my mom, my dad, they always have instilled faith in me and believing and praying. I, I call me and my mom get on the phone every, every Monday at around 7am in the morning. We pray together on the phone every, for uh-huh. the week. We pray with each other, pray over each other. You know, we'll switch her turn this week, my turn this week, go back and forth, back and forth, yeah. back and forth. You know what I mean? And, you know, I, for me, that's what it is for me. For somebody else, it could be whatever, you know yeah. what I mean? But for me, that's what it's been, you know what I mean? I've always felt like um, that I've had a relationship with God, and I always feel like um, that whenever um, 
especially if I'm open, right? Because, you know, you do have to be open mentally, spiritually, emotionally, you know, to be able to receive any type of message or anything that may be coming your way. And sometimes you won't, sometimes you won't, sometimes it just slap you in your face, you know of what course. I mean? Um, but that's what it is for me. And that's what I, that's what it felt like, you yeah. know what I mean? Because it's a, it's an, exp- it was an, it was a feeling that, that I still have a little bit of a hard time explaining exactly what it was because it felt very otherworldly inside of my body. And like, I was just like, yo, is this real? Like what's, you know, what's going on? And for me, that's what the answer was, man. Yeah. You know, that's what it's been. So, you know, my, my faith is important to me. Um, and I, I like to, um, try to ground myself in that, you know? So, yeah, yeah. that's really important, man. And, and I think that what you and your mom do on Mondays is, is church. Yeah. Right. You're right. Right. Do you, you're do right. you actually need a place to go to call it church? Right. No. I, I think that, uh, that's that's in your heart and your soul, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, and so by you and your mother doing that together on on a on a weekly basis, I mean that's that's what that is. Yeah, I agree. I've, nobody has ever put it that way before. No, that's, I mean that's just the way I thought about it, right? Yeah. And so, um, it is unfortunate that a lot of people have these experiences where they they have faith, mm. but then <clears throat> issues within the church mm-hmm. uh, deter them or push them away. Hundred percent, man. Yeah, you know the the issues are the issues. You know, um, there are a lot of issues with church, obviously. You know, yeah, in our course. society right now, yeah. um, and I completely understand. You yeah. know what I mean? I completely understand the issues that people have. Um, so you know, and I, I'm I'm not one of the people who I don't I don't try to push anything on anybody. You know yeah. what I mean? I, my main thing is what I try to do is I try not to judge anybody for wherever they are or whoever they are. Cause I want to be your ultimate hype man. Yeah. You know what I mean? In whatever way in life, I want to hype you up. You know yeah. what I mean? I want to encourage you. I don't want to sit here and be like, ah, oh, you're not that bad. Like, no, nah, I mean, that's not what I was put here for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not in that business. You know I what I mean? That. I'm in the love business. I'm not in the hate business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's me, bro. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? But yeah. Is it weird looking back your mother telling you that, uh, you were going to get back to, to acting <laughs> and, and, and it, and it happened. Yeah. Um, you know, they say moms know best. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I, um, she moved down to LA in March of, of 2021. Right. Um, and she, you know, moved for, for various reasons, but one of the reasons was she wanted felt like she said, she felt like she needed to be closer to me during this time, yeah. which I was like, okay, I don't know what she means by this time. I don't know what is telling her that, you know, something's going on this time uh-huh. for her to be close. But, um, you know, now with, some of the success I've had, you know, over the last year and some change, I've made it a promise to myself that I want her at every single thing that she can possibly attend. Because I think that is the reason why she came down. And that is the reason whatever something was telling her, you know, that she needed to be by my side. And so um, I, to me, it is very surreal yeah. where it was planted in my head by her at a very, very young age. And now here we are, you know what I mean? Lock and step. She's living in LA. I'm here pursuing what she told me (laughs) I was going (laughs) to do for a living. And now it's like, you know, it it, it is wild to think about, you know what I mean? It is wild to think about, but I really do feel like all my experiences up until this point, melt and like molded me and got me ready and prepared me for this and prepared me for where I am now. Yeah. I, I absolutely love that your mom's so supportive. Super. 
right? You know, a lot of people, um, there are a lot of people out there that go through life that have very unsupportive parents, mm-hmm. right? And they don't see Especially in the arts. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially in the arts. That especially is, that in the is, arts. That is a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it about acting that, that it, it draws you to this craft, right? There's many people have different answers, yeah. but like, what is that answer to you? Um, I think it is the ability to inspire, right? The ability to, um, take on a character or, you know, shed, take them, take the really to right. So a lot of people say, you know, acting, you, know, you need ego to be a, a good actor and things like that. Yeah, of course you need to believe in yourself. I yeah. think, you know what I mean? If you don't believe in yourself, who the fuck's going to believe in you? Nobody's going to come pay to watch you do anything no. if you don't believe in yourself. Of course not. Right. And of course there are insecurities that come along with that. But I think that not only to be able to inspire, but to take a moment to step outside of yourself and to be selfless for a moment and to step into somebody else's journey and bring that journey to life is, and bring that, that truth to life is what is, is what it is for me. You know what I mean? And also too, man, make people fucking laugh and cry and, you know, and entertain people just have a good time. You know what I mean? Cause there's always a deeper thing to it, but at the same time, it's also like, yeah, I want to, you know, entertain people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've always got up and told stories in front of people when I played football, whatever I was the captain. I'm like trying to rally the troops, you know what I mean? Let's go, let's get it. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's kind of always been a little bit of my MO, you know what I mean? And, um, and I think that's, for me, what it is, you know what I mean? I just, honestly, like, bro, I just, I just, I just love doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's really the the answer to, like, I just love doing it when I'm in it and I'm doing it. I feel more free of any, more free than anything else I've ever done in my life. I love so that I think that's it, you yeah. know, I think that's it for me. Yeah. I love that. Um, when you decided to make that pivot, mm-hmm. right. And, and you had that experience, what was it like leaving home and, and and moving out here to a place mm-hmm. where there are thousands, if not tens of thousands of individuals doing yeah. the very same exact thing? It's a very cutthroat industry. Well, <laughs> I'm a, I'll rewind it back a little bit and get Let's to that. Let's go rewind it. Yeah. So like I mentioned, my, my um, college experience was... Um, it was good. I met a lot of cool people and, and I had a lot of friends to this day and, you know, I found my passion and things like that. But my college experience was really dark, to be real. Um, There were times when, you know, I I had a couple of surgeries and post-surgeries, you know, I was addicted to pain pills. Nobody Mm -hmm. knew, you know what I mean? And then when I finally was able to wean myself off of them, I was selling the pain pills, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, it ain't, you know what I mean? There's none of, neither one of them is really, you know what I'm saying? You know, so it's like, you know, so that and then the issues I had with my coaches at at the school, um, you know, coming close to like fighting one of them after a game and having to be broken up by teammates and just not um, just not really in the best space as a young man. You know, I yeah. remember calling my my mom and my dad in tears, just like, you got to get me the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? And I never talked to my parents like that. You know what I mean? And I was just like, and they were like, yo, he is, what's going on? Um, But wildly enough, man, I was able to stay and still work through all these dark ass times and emotions and and feelings, you know what I mean? And was able to come through. Um, So there was really, when I decided that I was going to 
jump into acting, it was kind of already like, I was like, look, man, like dream number one already didn't work out, bro. You know what I mean? And to be real, did you give it everything you had with dream number one? And at times I had to admit, cause I, you know, when I was young, I wanted to blame everybody else. Yeah. This person did this, this coach not playing me. Bah, 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 bah. But was I studying my playbook every day? No. Was I going out and partying sometimes too much instead of going to physical therapy to rehab my surgery to rehab? You know what I mean? Yes. You know what I mean? I was I was I wasn't as locked in as I had been in the past and I got distracted. You know what I mean? Which it's understandable. You're in San Diego, man. Yeah. I'm, in San, yeah. I'm going to school <laughs> in San Diego, you know, 19, 20, 21 years old. So I'm like, yo, let's let's go get it. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, So. I stepped when I decided to go, you know, I'm gonna make what that time was like. It was like, look, I'm going here. Plan A, plan A for me, plan A for plan B. Technically for my plan A was plan A for my mom was acting. But, you know, the football sports was plan B for her. But plan A sports for me didn't work out. My dream of my entire life had already been taken away and I gave it away, too. You know what I mean? So. And it just wasn't meant to be. It's not like, well, actually, you know what? I didn't take it away or give it away. It just wasn't it. Wasn't that in the that cards. wasn't in the cards. You know yeah. what I mean? So I was completely like raw and open. And I was like, look, bro, like, you know what? If there's one thing, you know, that you feel like you can give your all to. Because I was also being a hype man for my friend who was a DJ. So we would go around and do clubs and parties yeah. and bars in San Diego and sorority and fraternity events. And I'd be on the mic, you know, <laughs> hyping up the party. And I was kind of like, well, you know, you've been doing entertainment. Like, just give it all you got, bro. Like this time, really give it all you got. And if you do get distracted, cool. But be, be kind to yourself when you do. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And you can bounce back and get back right on the right track. So uh, that was really kind of how I approached it with like a just, uh, you know, no holds barred like you got it you already behind, you've already on plan b technically anyway yeah and uh you know not too many people took kindly to that you know like which i really don't care you know what i mean clearly but a lot of people were like bro have you ever acted before like how are you gonna do this like you don't know nobody you don't know you know what i mean my own father didn't like it at first you know what i mean yeah. and uh friends i had a bunch of people who were just like get out of here yeah other people were just like we didn't even know you liked acting you know what I mean? it's just like it was just a whole thing you know what i mean people once you decide um to make a pivot like that after somebody and people have seen you so long in a certain way they're going to respond of in course weird ways you know what uh, i'm saying a hundred percent especially when you're going to something like this not as uh concrete as, of course like you know going into the arts or something you know what i mean so but yeah it was, it was a wild wild um transition where there was a lot of um a lot of questioning not only by other people but by myself um, but weirdly enough, there was always that, um, fire yeah. in me and that belief in me that I was just kind of like, you know what, you can do this. You know what I mean? You can do it. Believe in yourself. You've defied a decent amount of odds up to this mm-hmm. point in your life. So let's do, let's go. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Let's go. So I, you know, I had to really tune everybody out and just, you know, kick myself in the ass and, and, and really get after it. So it was, it was an interesting time, but it was what I needed. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Um, when you, when you, when you had hurt yourself and they mm-hmm. gave you those pain pills, right? Yep. Did they, did they share with you any tactics or skills to not get addicted to them and not get hooked? No, man. 
They don't. No, nah, hell no. All they tell you is don't take this many at this amount of time. You know yeah. what I mean? They don't, they don't, you know, they don't tell you, you know, okay, like, you know, make sure you're drinking enough water or make sure that you are only like taking these, like, you know, when you, they don't give you enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's no, and honestly, I don't even, I still to this day don't even know real tactics or strategies for somebody to wean themselves off of pain pills. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for me, I just happened to be lucky because I was like, fuck this, I'm done. Yeah. Was there, I'm was done. there a moment? Was it? It, it was, there was a moment actually. Um, it was a moment and it wasn't like anything. It was a, it was, there was, um, I had a couple moments in college, but there, <laughs> there was one in particular where it was, um, I was actually back home, right? No, no, no. Actually, excuse me. This is a, that was, a, see, that's another moment. Yeah. The real, the, the moment, the real moment is when I was sitting in the back of a uh, philosophy class and I had my arm in a splint and all that shit. And I was like, you know, and my, this is when I just had, I think like the third surgery and I was in like, I was actually in a decent, like a decent amount of pain. Yeah. And um, I remember being in that class. I was in the class with my college roommate. He was sitting in the back, whatever. And at this point, I think I had popped like, I think I had took like six bikes in maybe like four hours. Yeah. Maybe three. <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe less. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was a wild amount of biking. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm like, and I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> And I remember, uh, well, I vaguely remember I was told, I remember a little <laughs> bit, <laughs> I was in the back of my philosophy class and apparently like I was asleep and I was drooling on myself. Yeah, not an out. I was done, yo, it was toast. There's no way, you know what I mean? Just a, just a vegetable. And the teacher asked me a question cause she saw me, you know Shit. what I mean? And she was kind of just like, oh, was like, what's going on with him? You know what I mean? She asked me a question and my college roommate said that apparently my response was something about young Jeezy's new album. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go. Yo, yo, he was like, yo, he was like, I don't know what you were on, bro, but you started talking about young Jeezy's new album and she wanted to know something about some logic. I was just like, yeah, you know what I mean? I think this track is hard or whatever. I don't even know what I said. I don't even know what I said. But, you know, once that happened, it was kind of like, all right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, cut the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is gone too far. You mm. know what I mean? It's like either you're going to keep going down this route or you're going to tighten up a little bit. And I was still taking them after then because I still I had to end up having more surgeries. You know, shit, man. yeah, man, I had five total before I was 23, which is actually not that much for some people who play football. But for me, they all happened like this. It yeah. was boom, 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 year, year, year. And I'm like, I'm barely on the field. Um, So it was a lot, you know, it was a whirlwind of emotions and a lot, but, um, you know, it, it was, I still didn't need them sometimes really, but I was able to get it under control. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, no, really only take these when you need them. Yeah. You know, and make, take one. Yeah. You don't need to take six. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to take six, let alone six. You don't even need to take two. Just yeah. take one and then go from there. So, um, that moment and along with a couple other moments, but that moment was probably the one where I was like, yeah, Yo, you're fucking embarrassing yourself, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're embarrassing. And you know, the, the whole class is turning around looking at me. You know, <laughs> I do remember that. I'm like, yeah, everybody looking at me like, yo, what's going on? So yeah, yeah man, that was it. 
Yeah. How long were they giving them to you for? Oh, bro. As, as long as I needed. They didn't cut me off. That's crazy. No, nah, they didn't cut me off. They, and they, they were just like, yeah, here, how much do you need? And it was funny because it, I mean, it technically it wasn't the school. So I didn't, it wasn't, I had to go through, uh, I went through an outside, uh, at the time I was going to Kaiser, you know what I mean? Yeah. So Kaiser was the one who was providing me, you know, um, as much as I needed pretty much. And, you know, they really didn't say anything like they would cut down, um, the amount they were just like, okay, we'll give you less this time, you know, I'm just like, all right, but, or, you know, and then I could easily, I remember one time I bucked and I was just like, nah, I need more than that. And they do. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's so crazy because we have such a huge uh, issue in America, right? Mm, the number one man. killer of 18 to 49 year olds mm-hmm. is uh, opiate o- opiate based overdoses, yep. right? And obviously, fentanyl plays a major role in that. Um, but uh, you know, we're 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 giving these young kids uh, here. Here's here's the keys to the fucking Ferrari, yep. you know, with no like, okay, this is what you're gonna, this is how you're gonna do it, and and for very short periods of time. It's no, it's for long periods of time. Oh yeah, and and then you become dependent on it, and then yep. you don't want the detox to kick in because then you start feeling like shit, and then yep. you're like, okay, I need, I want this to go away, and and it's just such a problem um, in, in America mm-hmm. that uh, you know you're you're very fortunate that oh, you were man. able to get out on the other side. Oh man, I, I it's funny. I was watching that. Not funny. Excuse me. Um, it's ironic. I, I say that. A I know lot, what you're saying. Yeah, I was. I watched that show. Dope uh, sick. Dope sick. Fucking crazy. It's man. Such an amazing show. Such. It's. It's. The, it's just wild. Like it is so. And I remember watching Dope Sick and literally every episode, sitting there watching it and be like thinking like, "Oh, you got real lucky." No, you did, bro. You got. You got real, real lucky. You got at the the last episode. I was just bawling my eyes out. Oh man, I had a huge issue with fentanyl for a long time myself. Oh, really? Yeah, I and know um, and so you know, I've had my own trials and tribulations mm-hmm. uh, with drugs throughout the years, and um, it, it's 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 a very very hard road. And I remember the days of the pill mills, going to this doctor, to this man. doctor, and fucking buying them and selling copious amounts of them and taking copious amounts mm-hmm. of them, and it was just. It was it was definitely a very crazy time in my own personal life, and so seeing all of that, it, it just shed a, a, a real light to the real issues, you know, yeah. going on and what the Sackler family did. It's just yeah. really fucked up. Did you around. did you have a moment where what it was for you that you were like, I gotta get this, I gotta cut this shit? Uh, there was there was a lot of moments, yeah, yeah. Through, throughout my life, a lot, just not one, you know, right. um, for a very long time, right? And it was about eight years ago, 10 years ago, where I started getting my life somewhat under control. Amazing. And in the past six or seven years, my whole life's changed. And then oh, in the past amazing. three to four years, a lot more. But, you know, I'm, I'm no saint, but I'm not doing that shit anymore. And, that's for sure. Yeah, none of us um, are, man. But we're, we're all human and we have all of our own trials and tribulations. And, sure. um, you know, it's but it was just a real eye opening experience for just watching that and, and, and seeing that it was just very relatable. Yeah. You know, no, so. man, I'm telling you, man, it, it was it was wild watching that, you know, and, and just really letting that wash over me yeah, and knowing where I had come from. Yeah. Excuse me. That honestly, nobody really knew. Yeah. I mean, if my mom watches this, she'll know my dad watches it. They'll know. I don't think my parents still, I don't think they still know. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, you know, a couple of my friends know who were around, but um, I'm like that sometimes I, if I go through, which is, I guess a good and a bad thing, but Sometimes I will, um, if I go through something, um, sometimes I won't say anything about it, which is, 
you know, uh, people will be like, oh, you need to talk to people and do that. And, you know, I will when the time is right. But I am a very, um, I'm very, very, and uh, luckily I've graced with this, but I'm very in tune with myself. Yeah. And I can usually go through the ride and the journey and talk myself through things and let myself wave through it and kind of be like, okay, this is where we're at. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I feel all right. You yeah. know what I mean? And obviously there's some moments where they're tougher than others. For sure. You know what I mean? But it, it letting watching that and watching that wash over, I was like, Whoa. Yeah. Heavy. Do you feel do you feel it's a gift and a curse for you? What to be able to to be in tune to be able to, to be do? very in tune with yourself, yes. but still being maybe not as open. Yeah. Well, it's funny because if I talk to somebody or people ask me about some things, you know, and then I'm I'm very I'm very open. You know yeah. what I mean? As, as I have to be, especially as in what I do. You know, as an yeah. artist, you have to be. You know, very own vulnerable, very open. Um, but yeah, I do think it is a gift and a curse at times because um, there will be. Um, you know, moments where uh, I want actually somebody to talk to and maybe somebody is not available at the moment or at the time being. And I'm just like, ah, sorry, you got it anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'll sit there and think about it and think about it and chill and chill. And then sometimes I'll realize and feel it physically kind of hindering in a different way. I'm like, yeah. oh, man, like, why am why does my chest feel tight sometimes? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, my back feels a little tight, you know, yeah. things like that or, you know, whatever. And then I'm like, yeah, that's why. Cause you not, you know, you're not expressing or talking to anybody sometimes or, you know, and then I'll be like, okay, let me go find somebody to, yeah. you know, my mom, friends or whatever. But Hey, yo, this is kind of what's going on. You know what I mean? But the gift on the side of that is, is that like being able to think about things from both perspectives before I emotionally react you yes. know what I mean? But then at the same time, when it is getting to the point to where the emotions are boiling over, I'll let myself feel how I need to feel. And then I'll work through that. Um, it's funny. When I was a kid, uh, I went to go see a doctor and they took my heart rate. And he was like, yeah, for a second, I didn't know if you were alive. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, you have the slowest heart rate I've ever seen of a human being. Jeez. And I'm sure it's changed now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of course, over years. But. Yeah, I, I guess, I don't know, maybe I got lucky with that. Maybe this isn't my first go around on this planet. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's just, um, yeah, man, I don't <laughs> I don't really let the highs get too highs and I don't really let the lows get too low sometimes. So I think that's kind of the gift of it. Yeah, yeah. My, my wife is, is like that as well, where I'm like fucking just balls to the walls. Like if things are good, yep. I am fucking, <laughs> if there's 10, I'm 100. Yeah. And if things are fucking low, if it's one, I'm 100, negative yeah, 100, negative, right? Yeah. Or it's like my wife is like an even five the entire time yeah. you're like, you know but she she always got she always has to put me in check she goes you know because there are times where like i'll i'll be like very excited about something mm -hmm. and and i'll expect everyone else around me to be as excited right, right. and then i let that maybe like hurt my feelings that not mm -hmm. everyone else is excited and she mm -hmm. has to put me in checks and i was like babe mm -hmm. not everyone is like you mm -hmm. right you know it mm -hmm. doesn't mean that we're not happy we're not excited right it's just you know not and and, and just kind of like okay that makes a lot of sense yeah right? yeah it is tough you know and i mean it's like you know and i think that has to do with you know uh, a little bit level of whether it's conscious or unconscious like a little level of expectancy yes you know what i mean um 
I can get like that too. I think we all can, especially yeah. I'm a very, I'm very not, I'm not quick to judge really anybody, no matter what they do. I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt and, you know, and give thing, give every, give people all of my energy when I come into contact with them because I would want the same, you know? Yeah. And when it doesn't happen, sometimes I'm like, yo, yeah. So you just taken from me, yeah. you know, what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. you're yeah. just taken from me. And then it's like, like you said, you got to scale back. And like your wife says, not everybody is like you. Of course. So just take meet people where they are, but don't lower your frequency. If somebody is lower, you know what I mean? A hundred percent. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. That's a, that's a very valid point. Right. And, and that's, that's beautiful because you don't want everyone to be just like you. Right. Oh no, man. That's, that's no the, fun. That's the beautiful thing about human beings is that we're, we're a spectrum. Right. Mm -hmm. And you got people of all different flavors and all different shapes and all different everything. Right. And that's what just makes us very unique. Right. Um, but all right, so getting back to your story, right? So yeah. I want to, like, you made that pivot, right? You're mm -hmm. like, let me ask this, actually. Yeah. When you decided to put sports behind you, okay. how hard was that, right? Because you you have to figure, like, yeah. it was everything for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. You, that was yeah. your whole life. Yeah. And then to finally hang it up, yeah. that's got to be a hard pill to swallow. It was the hardest pill to swallow. Um no pun intended. <laughs> uh, it was um, it was tough, man. It was it was tough because, like you said, when you cultivate this idea in your mind, in your body, in your spirit, and you really work for something countless of hours to not, and then also to see people you know. That you grew up in close circles with very my bro my bro played in the league sure. um my other guy that i graduated uh from high school with played in the league you know and maybe i had these maybe my ideas and expectations i guess of it may not have been realistic but bro i gave it everything i had yeah. you know what i mean i gave yeah. it everything i had at least i felt like i did so it was it was tough because i went from I went from when I left junior college as uh, I was all even as I went from high school where I was um, all league both ways, all East Bay cream of the crop. I went to junior college where I was all league, all whatever, everything would have won defensive player of the conference, but we lost the conference. So they gave it to the guy on the yeah. team who won the conference to when it was senior night at USD not even getting on the field fuck and every senior plays in their last game even if it's just one play and not only that i was the only senior who did not play at all not one snap yeah so you know what that night was like yeah <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean wasted no time um so to go from that high to rock bottom and I wasn't going to quit. There was no way in hell. I don't quit anything. Um, to go to that rock bottom was aside from my, aside probably from my grandmother passing and my brother's death uh, was, was one of the hardest things that I've had to deal with yeah. as far as making that like, where do we go now? You know what I mean? Because even if I did have that experience in acting class, I was still like, yo, your dream is done. 
You know what I mean? It's over with. It's not it's not going to happen. And, you know, there's there were opportunities potentially maybe possibly for me to keep playing. But I knew it wasn't realistic. Even when I was trying to even when I was going into these opportunities, I'm like, it's over with. I was already half hearted in them. You know what I mean? So it was a tough, tough, tough pill to swallow. But, you know, giving the gift of what I was given in that class, I was able to get back on the horse of life. I guess, and just being like, okay, cool, there is something else out there for you, but man, bro, yeah, you know, going from all in to, you know, almost being like, looked at as like, you know, people turning their nose down at me, it was tough, man, you know what I mean, like, you know, and I know, and I know people were talking behind my back for a fact, and I really did this, you know, I didn't care because that was nothing that I could control, but I can even tell the way like some of my teammates were looking at me because when I came back after my after one of my first uh, surgeries or one of my first surgeries, my first time back on the field, I was dominating shit, killing everywhere. Started right away within a week of practice, elevated to a starter, went from fourth string to number one after like two or three days of practice. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, yeah, we're here. It's time. Yeah. It's time. And even my teammates like we've been waiting, you know, blah, 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 blah. And to see them. Some of them, not all, some of them even look at me, and I can't blame them, even looking at me like different. I was just like, damn, bro. That's their issue. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. And I came around to that, but in that moment, right? right. You know, I'm 19, 20, 20 21 years old. I don't know. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, in that moment, I was just like, bro, like, you know, really, it's just like, you're you're done, bro. You know what I mean? So, and, um, it was tough. That was that was that was that it was very, 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 very tough. For yeah. sure. It, it, you know, being a young man going through those experiences, it is very hard to realize that it's not the end of the world. But in oh, the yeah. moment, oh, man, it, it feels, feels like it. fucking terrible. Oh, yeah. Right. But you have so much life to live and you have so many other amazing opportunities and things that any any young man will will be able to do but but at that moment of right. living only you know 19 20 years on this planet it's it's a hard pill to swallow oh man especially right. when almost half of or if not more than half of that time in your life up until that point was dedicated to yeah that, absolutely you know of so. course when or if you ever have kids mm-hmm. will you encourage them to play football with all the issues that you went through all the you know, injuries and everything. Yes. And here's why. Well, I won't encourage if they, I don't want to, I want to hopefully God willing that God willing that I will be a father someday and God willing that I will, um, be able to be an open enough father to encourage my kids in whatever pursuit that they take interest in. Yes. Right. Um, the only I do, I will encourage my kids to try different things yeah. and then whatever they find a liking to. Yeah. Right. And the reason why I, I wouldn't want my kids to play tackle football young, yeah. you know, just from the head things. I mean, I've CTE had, oh my God, bro, yeah. I've had, I've had, I had the worst, although even all the surgeries I had, the worst was I had one major concussion at the end and I was just like, yo, that, that I can still feel yeah. to this day. I got it. You know what I mean? Um, I won't, I don't want them to play tackle that young. Yeah. I didn't. Luckily I didn't because I was overweight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was a fat, <laughs> fat kid. 
I played baseball, but football, they're like, nah, you can't make yeah, weight again. Yeah. It was funny. My dad, we were trying to go to the tryouts over one time, and I was like, yo, dad, could we go to these tryouts? He was like, I don't know why we go. You know you're not going to <laughs> And at the time, it crushed me, but now I think about the level. He was right. He was right. <laughs> um, but it's just like way overweight, just hoping. I'm like, nah, I might be able to lose, you know, 30 pounds in, in, in an hour. Yeah, you know? let's go. So let's try it. Yeah. Um, but no, I want my kids to, um, to you know, to, I want to encourage them to do multiple things. But, you know, if they do want to play football, the lessons that I took from football um, have not only helped me in life, but have directly helped, helped me in acting. Yeah. And I wouldn't trade them for the world. How so? For one, right? Football is the biggest team sport out there. So number one the best player, whatever, maybe it's the quarterback is just important as 53, right? Or the trainer or the whatever, right? So number one on the call sheet, Denzel Washington is just important as, in my opinion, as the second AD, right? The second AD or whoever may be running to get Denzel's coffee. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he maybe not want to, he needs his coffee before he can hop into this scene. Yeah. Right. So, you know, that ain't got nothing to do with director, you know, the director, the writer, the producer, nah, that's between these two. Right. So we're all interconnected. So you have to be collaborative. Yeah. Right. In order, in order for us to win, we all need to be on the same page. We all need to collaborate. We all need to listen. We all need to help. We all need to do our jobs and play our parts and play our roles to the best of our abilities. Right. And most importantly, we all have to be able to sacrifice something. And that correlates directly with the arts and acting for me. And I also think the level of being able to stay disciplined, one, persevere and prepare. Right. So I have to, you know, go for an audition, whatever I have to. I get the sides, whatever. Right. I get the sides audition, maybe doing two or three days, three or four pages, whatever. I need to learn my lines. I need to go through this. I need to think about the scene, think about the character, look at the show, do my research as far as who the writers are, blah, 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 figure out the tone, do all that. Right. So, excuse me, that is equivalent to getting a game plan for the week. We're playing this team. It's a four or five page thick game plan. Here are their star players. Here's what they like to run. Here's who's out and who's injured. Here's who the coach and who he's coached for in the past. So I'm doing my research. Boom, boom, boom. There's the equivalent right there. Yeah. Then, I do maybe a little rehearsal on my own. I'm practicing during the week. Equivalent, boom, right there. Now it's game day. Now it's audition time. Going in or self-tape, self-tape now. I have to be able to let go of everything that I just prepared for. Same over here. And I have to be locked in and present in this moment. Because what I prepared for here might be different from what I'm getting from the person who's reading with me or acting with me or what I prepared for here game wise may be completely different than what they're coming out with as a game plan. Yeah. We ain't never seen this play before. Oh shit. I've never seen nobody do this line. This one. Okay. I got to respond truthfully. Right. I get that. So to me, for me, it directly correlates, not just with acting, but just life. These are all life lessons. Yeah. You know what I mean? It teaches you so many life lessons. I'm so grateful for, all of the ups and downs that I went through playing sports because I would not be able to be who I am to this day without them. Yeah. I really wouldn't, man. And I would encourage my kids to play 
sports or help my kids, you know, whatever they wanted to, to play sports in general. Doesn't necessarily need to be football. You know what I mean? Just it is such a violent, violent game. But if my kid fell in love with something like I did, who am I to tell him no? You know yeah. what I mean? Or her no. Yeah. I can't, you know what I mean? You know, I, I, whatever it is they want to pursue. If you love something enough to where you're going to give it your all, that's your life. I'm not going to be getting away at that. Sure, I got to yeah. be the best I can be to help you succeed at that. Yeah. I'm going to give you every bit of knowledge, whatever I can, you know, and, and then I'm going to get out the way and let you and let you find your way. And then yeah. you'll come back to pops when you need it. Or if you even need pops, you know what I mean? <laughs> now, what happens if it's bare knuckle boxing? I'm going to be like, come on, man. <laughs> My, knock that out. Let's go. Let's go. Knock that one out. Yeah. No, nah, I mean, I'm going to be supportive. Get out the way. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Yeah. All right. So um, before I asked you that question, I, I mm-hmm. did have another one. So when you finally made that choice to move to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, thousands, if not tens of thousands of people are trying to do this all the fucking time. Yeah, man. What is that grind like for an up and coming actor? It's got to be so one hard for the psyche, right? Because you get a lot of no's before most do get a lot of no's before they start getting yeses. Mm -hmm. Um, Just very competitive and cutthroat and just all the different types of interactions that you, you, you meet people from all over the fucking map that you know have this kind of like a you know kind of cutthroat mentality mm-hmm. um unlike where like you just said like kind of picking everyone up right? right especially starting the beginning it's like if you have 30 people auditioning for a role right you know at least 25 if not all of 30, them 30, 30 if you're of lucky this, <laughs> uh, those people will do anything to get that fucking role right step all over you do whatever the fuck it is to get that role yeah. right what was it like for you coming up in this this world? Well, it was interesting, right? Obviously, you know, it does come with a lot of ups and downs and um, a lot of perseverance and a lot of stressful nights. Um, but for me, I found every little bit of it in a weird way, weirdly fascinating <laughs> because it was so it was it was uh, it was just so new to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, no, this is what I have to go through. Right. So maybe just naive. And I was just kind of like, oh, this is, you know, I got to go through this. I got to go, you know, bunk, you know, I'm, I'm I'm thinking of that. And I immersed. I was honestly so, um, so interested in immersing myself in the craft because I knew I didn't have any that I was like, I got to get in class. I got to learn. I got to do this. I got to study this. I got to do this. I got to do that. Right. And then obviously, you know, of course, when you go through that and you start auditioning, then you realize you're like, okay, there are a whole lot of people trying to do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that the most important part of I found over that journey was trying to find out what it was that made me unique and what it was for me as a craftsman that was not only going to make me stand out, but help me get to the truth of whatever it is in any situation that I'm, you know, I'm in as an actor. But yeah, man, you know, when you first, <laughs> it's funny because, you know, I was lucky, lucky enough to land a couple of gigs when I first started out. Right. And then I went five years with no work. Shit. Five years with no work. And I was just, 
acting in friends, indie films, uh, web series, just in class, reading books, helping people with their tapes, watching people book things and still being able to try to be the best I can to be supportive because that's who I am to my core, you know, but those five years, um, were tougher in my opinion, were, I think tougher, more tough, excuse me. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> uh, then as opposed to when, um, I first came out here, right? Because when you first, for me, when I first came out here, I was so focused on trying to find my footing that, you know, getting a couple no's, I was like, all right, cool. Like, whatever. You know what I mean? I'm, maybe I'm just not there yet. And I didn't feel like I was there yet, you know? Um, yeah. So I was just like, yeah, it is what it is. But when you go through um, years of training, right, and putting in the time and effort and commitment to it and knowing you're ready, feeling in your gut that you're ready, being told by people who have been in the industry for a long time, you're ready but not being able to land a job for five years, that's when it was starting to wear on me. Yeah. And then also getting close, super close, obviously, you know, like a lot of us, a lot of us have those journeys. We're like, Oh, we were right there. That was it. Yeah. That was it. That was it. You know, but those five years, um, we're tough, man. You know, they were, they were tough. They were tough. Cause at the same time, it's like, oh, I gotta go wait more tables at PF Chang's. I gotta go do this. I gotta do, I can't, you know, we can't, I don't got enough. I don't got enough money for rent. I'm gonna pay rent. Fuck the water. Water been off now for you know months. You know I'm washing my face with Crystal Geyser <laughs> bottles. I'm going down. To, I'm going down to Target to take a shit because the toilet yeah. won't play. You know what I mean? I'm trying to like you know really you know showering at the gym. You know doing all that. And so those five years, yo, um, were really like uh, they were they were they were they were trying. You know what I mean? Really like here you go. Like, here's another, here's a test, you know, for you. And I'm like, I, I can only imagine that a bunch of people in this business are going through this. And I can bet you that this is when a lot of people quit Yes. right now. And I don't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. You know what I mean? But that's what I think was, um, what it felt like for me. You know what I mean? In that moment of those, those yeah. five years of being and knowing and feeling like at your core, you're ready and still not getting um, the opportunities to to be able to try to put on, you know, to be able to try to get a crack at it, you know. So um, that 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 was it for me, I think. Yeah. What was it that held you back from quitting? Because, dude, oh, man. five years. Yeah, five years. Five years. Five years no work. Tons, I'm sure, tons of auditions. Yeah. Right. Um, and at that time it wasn't self tape. So you had to drive both. to the, it was yeah, both. Okay. Yeah, both, but, but more, both, but more driving, more driving. Yeah. Right. And knowing mentally, physically that you're ready for this, having everyone tell you that you're ready for this, but then having the man or woman behind the fucking iron curtain, if you will. Right. Mm -hmm. Saying, Nope, Nope, you're not good enough. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, what is that like? And, and not giving up. Cause that's fucking crazy, dude. It is crazy. Um, What kept me going was my family, right? And my reason why that I wanted to do this and why I'm doing this. And 
there was, um, it's tough to explain, but there was still a fire in my gut burning within that time that was honestly getting bigger. And it was because they, every, every time they were just pouring more and more gasoline on it. And I'm just like, okay. You know what I mean? And that was the part of me. That's part of the the athlete thing where I'm like, I kind of had to control a little bit because sometimes I can get too, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, ah, and it's like you're getting in your own way that way because it's different, you know, you know, with the art. But of course, but that 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 fuel was what I needed, you know, um, and then having this having the support of someone like my mom, you know, believing in me and. You know, <laughs> uh weirdly and not even weirdly, but like sending my self tapes to her sometimes. Right. And her just responding like, ah, shit. Her, uh, responding to me almost every single time. (laughs) You're my favorite actor, son, you know, and she's still, to this day, I'm her favorite actor, right? Yeah. So that's the only person that I felt like I needed to make proud, yeah. you know, and who was still there, right, through those five years. And still cheering me on, no matter how many times or who or what or who I didn't know said no, you know. Um, so that's really what kept me going. And knowing that, like, in somebody's eyes, I'm their favorite actor. Yeah. And not just somebody. And the most important person, you know, who gave me life. Yeah. I'm her favorite actor. So that's what helped me a lot, you know. And I'm so grateful for that because I know not everybody has that. Yeah. It doesn't go. It doesn't. There's not a day that goes by where I don't drop to my knees and thank Thank God for the fact that I have support from my mom, support from my pops, that they want to see me succeed. You know what I mean? And that, you know, they've been there. You know what I mean? So um, even my pops, you know what I mean? He's he's had to come around on it. You know what I mean? We've had our times. We've butted heads. You know, we butted heads, you know, at points our whole life. You know what I mean? And it's tough because, you know, you grew up in a broken home. It's like. You know, it's just, it is what it is, you know, but, um, you know, and he didn't have a father, so he's just, you know, he's doing the best he can. Right. And, um, him coming around, I got a text. That's funny. I got a text from him the other day about at the the Christmas movie. That's how he watched it. I got a text from him the other day, a long text. And it was one of the most like rewarding texts that I received from him in, in, in years. And I was like, y'all I've been waiting for this, you know? Um, but yeah, man, my family, my family, it's everything, everything. Your mom is truly everything to you. Yeah. When you think of her, what is, what does she mean to you? Man. Um, to me, she's the, to me, she's the, the light me within me and honestly man like the light in every room she walks in right yeah 
And I see that from her and it, it just doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter what's going on. And of course I've seen her with her ups and downs and like, you know, there's times where I had to be there for her and I'd be the light. And I'm like, the only reason why I'm able to be the light for you is because you were the light for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's what I think of with her. She's always got the biggest smile on her face, man. It's just like a huge smile. And everybody who's met her is crazy. Everybody's like, hey, mom's the sweetest. She's so nice. She's so nice. You know what I mean? Like, she's so nice. And when's she going to bake some cookies and some little bars and all that? You know, she bakes food and all that, you know? So, but yeah, man, mom's is is, is a light for sure for me. And I love that you know how fortunate you are to have that. Even growing up in a broken home and all the issues that you've gone through to have a, a rock like that man a light yeah, right man. It is is so fortunate so fortunate man I, I i there's not i'm telling you there's not a day go by where i'm like yo thank you thank you thank you thank you you yeah. know because it's this this thing is hard bro yeah being an artist especially being an actor is very hard it's very 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 hard and it can be very um taxing mentally physically emotionally and some people don't have that. And I really respect the people who still keep going who really don't have that yeah. and still can create magic. Yes. And I'm like, how are you doing this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 100%. You know what I'm saying? But I'm but at the same time, I you know, I like a lot of my friends know I'm like, if you ain't got that rock in your life and somebody not supporting you, you can call me. Yeah. I'm gonna be there. I love that. Thousand percent every day. I fucking love that, dude. Yeah. They don't when people sign up for this industry, especially trying to be an actor. Or actress, they don't tell you how oh, hard it is. No. Right? Five years. Yeah. Most people would have given up after two. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And 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 you had your light, you had your rock, right? Mm-hmm. And and to the people that don't, but even the people that do, that have two parents that super support them yeah. and all of that shit still give up. Still give up. Right? Well, you know, it it doesn't matter. Like sometimes they they still give up, still give up. And sometimes people have their parents and have rocks and you know, they may not really be there like they are, like they, yeah, you know what I mean? That's true. So it's like, just cause you know, you, somebody grew up in a perfectly married home or whatever, right. that doesn't mean that's it's all shit. good. Nah, yeah. it don't mean shit. Don't you mean know shit. what I mean? The don't relationship mean and who these people are is what it means. And Absolutely. that's the real, that's the real side of it. Absolutely. So you go through these five years, bro. Mm-hmm. What was it where you started to see the tide turn, right? <clears throat> I saw the, so I first saw the, the tide turn in my self tapes. Okay. I started noticing that I was getting better. And for me, that was important, right? Because being an athlete, um, the tough part about going from an athlete to an actor is like, if I'm, if I want to get faster, I can go run some hill sprints. I can, you know, do a bunch of technical things. I can go work on my form. I can do this and do that. And I can see the results pretty quickly. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, I am getting faster. There are things you can do, Right. As an actor, you can work on your craft, work on your craft, work on your craft, and you may not feel like you're getting better. You may not see the tangible results right away. You're just like, damn, like I'm not seeing the results. I'm not seeing the results. I'm not booking work, so I must not be getting better, right? Yeah. So that kind of threw me a little bit. Um, but the first time I remember watching one of my tapes back that I had done um, after a few years that I had done, and I was like, there was a, that was one of the first times I watched my tapes back and I didn't recognize myself. And I was like, we got it. Wow. We got it. 
Wow. We just have, and not it, but we have finally found, you know, a little bit of that light, right? Tip of the iceberg. There we go. We're tapping into something different. We're tapping into something new. We're tapping into your uniqueness as an artist. Because I I watched it and I sent it to a lot of people and everybody's like, yo, whoa. You know what I mean? And I always felt like I had some natural talent, but you need to cultivate natural talent. Yes. You know? Um, But that was, that was like, for me, that was it. It wasn't a job. It wasn't anything like that. It was watching one of my tapes back and I was kind of like, oh, and then I started, then I was, and then my, one of my coaches used to always say, can you do it again? And I remember the next tape. I was like, we did it again. Wow. The next tape, oh, we did it again, but we did it better. Then we did it better. And I yeah. was like, okay, we're going, we're on to something. You yeah. know what I mean? I was like, we're on to something. I'm like, okay, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming around. It's coming around. So just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. So when I started seeing the, the progress in my own craft before I had even landed a job, really, it was within that five years. I was like, you're getting better, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and you know, I was trying to be kind to myself. Like you are actually really getting pretty good. You know what I mean? So um, I know I keep saying, you know what I mean? A lot. I might need no, some, it's all good. some media training. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, but um, yeah, that's for me what it was seeing the progression in my own work yeah. in self tape <clears throat> before I even got a job. So seeing that was kind of what, what helped a lot. I've asked this question to other actors and actresses, um, but just so you can explain, especially if people are just tuning in for the first time, mm-hmm. explain what a self tape is. So basically, instead of you going in person to audition for a project, um, you know, in the casting office, per se, they would call, you know, they'll give you an audition, say, hey, you are reading for the role of John in this new Hulu project. And it is three pages. The audition is tomorrow at 12 o'clock. We'll see you there at blah, 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 blah address. It will instead instead be, hey, you're auditioning for the role of John for this new Hulu show. And the self-tape is due tomorrow at 12 p.m. What that means is you have to go to a place or if you have a setup, usually pretty much all actors have a setup now. And they have, um, you know, lights, you know, a camera. Set the camera up, have somebody focusing on yourself and you have somebody reading off camera with you and you do the audition as if you were in the room. Edit it up, send it off. That's your self tape. Wow. Do you feel like that's easier than having to go in person or do you like the other way around? Um, I like both. I like both. Um, I think that the, the, just the, the convenience of self tapes is easier. Like I don't have to get in my car and drive miles across, you know, the city and waste gas and completely change my day around and miss work and do things like that. That I don't miss at all. Yeah. The actual feeling of being in the room, I do miss a little bit because there's really nothing like that. You know what I mean? You don't really know what's going to happen. So yeah. you really got to be like, you know what I mean? Um, the thing that I do love about self-tapes is one, the convenience. And two, it is it's really up to your own discretion as far as like you really can create anything. You know what I mean? You can sometimes get too creative with it. Um, but there's a comfort with self-tapes, right? But I think within that comfort to do your best work, you do have to seek a little bit of uncomfort in that little bit of spontaneity while you're doing the self-tapes. Because the problem is some people do self-tapes and I run a self-taping business now. So I've seen this happen a lot. Um, People will want to do it 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 times. And I'm like, you know, the spontaneity and 
the best work, in my opinion, usually lies within the first four takes. Makes sense. If that makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean? You know, and you're not trying to perfect it and do this one moment and throw it, you know, and like blah, 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 blah. So that's where self tapes can get a little tricky, you know, because you can start overthinking it. Um, but you do have a level of freedom more so, I would say. You know, it's sometimes it's tough to always turn over and give all your freedom in the room. And when you you get to that place, then then you know you're 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 really good. You know, yeah. Um, but there is a level of um, there is a level of like ease with self tapes that I think, especially for um, a lot of people who, including myself, you know, there's no matter what, you're always gonna get a little nervous. Yeah. You know, before anything. Um, but the to me, the nerves just show you care. That's you know? exactly it. Yeah. You know, the nerves just show you care about it. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of you know to me the. The difference between the two, I, I I really don't necessarily have a preference, um, but I do like the world that we're in now, the yeah. self tape world. Yeah, you made a good point that the nerves shows that you care, right? Because you even asked some of these like rock stars and people that you know the Drakes and the Paul McCartneys yeah. and the Greats, right? That have been touring forever, right? Yeah. <clears throat> you ask them how do they feel before they go on stage? They get butterflies, right? Oh yeah. The excitement is still there. Once that's fucking gone and out the window, you're just doing do it something for a else. Do something fucking else. Do right? something else. Right. So <clears throat> that that is a very valid point, right? Yeah. Um, like even before I do a podcast, every single time I get those feelings. Like, oh yeah, just yeah. like excited, excited, right? Yeah. But you the know, lights are on. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. Okay, cameras are a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's very, very normal. Um, so you go through those five years. Mm-hmm. Um, you're starting to see a shift and change in in the way that you're doing things what was it that okay what was like the first thing that you landed oh yeah so i um for me it was it wasn't anything crazy so it was um i think you know jess i'm not sure i think you know jess bishop but she um her now husband zach kept um yeah, yeah of course yeah yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah, having yeah. him yes, come yes, on the yes, podcast yes. oh it's perfect willowbrook oh right. so there we yeah. go that was so the that's premiere. what it was yes yes that's right you yeah, yeah yeah God. Yeah, it's all good. Football, man. (laughs) Football, man, those concussions. Um, So there was uh, uh, that movie, The Willowbrook. Uh, Zach, he, you know, he saw like my materials and I didn't really know him yet like that. This was kind of when they had first started dating and things like that. And we were, I think this was, I think this was March of 2021. So we were still a little bit in like, I mean, we're still very much in COVID, you know, and then the lockdown and things like that. And there wasn't much work, um, which is interesting because right before COVID hit, that's when I was actually getting a lot of momentum. It's like callback after callback after final yeah. choice, final choice, like to the point where I wasn't even auditioning, you know, in the previous, like, oh, you're just going to straight to the directors and all that. I was like, oh, we're almost there. Boom, shut it down. I was like, dun, all right. dun, dun, yeah, dun. exactly. Dun. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so he saw like my material, things like that. And he was like, yo, you know, I, I got this script um, shooting in Iowa. And I was like, fucking, I, was like, Iowa. I, was like, I don't know about that. I was like, whatever. So we talked about it and I was like, yeah, I read the script. And I was kind of like, you know what? Let's do it, man. Like, you know, yeah. I'm not doing nothing else right now. I'm sitting at home and I actually did like the script, you know, and I liked I uh, liked him, you know, more than anything, yes. you know, as a person. And I was like, oh, this seems like a good dude. And of course, like. You know, I love Jess. I've known her for years, you know, and she was also very like she's she was doing it. So I'm kind of like and I, I think Jess is super, super talented. Yeah. And I've worked with her, you know, I've known her for years, worked with her for a lot with a lot. So I'm very excited always to work with her. And they were, you know, grateful enough to bring me on to the project as, as one of the leads, which I was kind of like, OK, cool. This is, um, you know, not my first time 
leading a film, but one of the first times, you yeah. know what I mean? Being like, okay, I'm doing a, a little bit, you know, not a little bit, I'm carrying a heavy amount of the load here, you know? Um, and then on top of that, I was like, okay, cool. I get to go fly out to Iowa. I mean, it's yeah. Iowa. I never really seen cold snow before. It's cold as hell. Wait, did you say you've never seen snow before? Nah, not like that. I've never been in snow. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm from here. Like, I'm from uh, Cali. You know what yeah. I mean? I've never been to Big Bear, Tahoe. I've never done any of that. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I've seen it like in the mountains off in the distance. Yeah. But I'm like, to the point to where I'm stepping on a lake and I'm like, oh, yo, this lake is frozen. Like, I'm walking on the lake. Nah, bro. Like, it's negative 19 out here, you know? So, yeah. never been in anything like that. Um, so that was a challenge uh, for me, yeah. but, um, but that was, that was like the first thing. Right. And Zach, um, was, was gracious enough to give me a lot of freedom to really, to give all of us a lot of freedom as artists. And he's very collaborative and open-minded and very best idea wins, um, type of, type of um, director. Yeah. <clears throat> which I was like, you know, this is a great, great person to work with. Um, it gave me, um, uh, a lot of freedom and growth in my own craft doing that you know so it was like okay you know we have been work we haven't worked in five years but to be able to go out and do this and to be shooting in a place that is outside of LA doing a film with people that I like and care about this would be cool you know so I went and did that and I think I learned a lot of valuable lessons on that and really was able to um was able just to grow, uh, like I said, as, as an artist a lot, you know, through that. And I think to me, that was kind of the springboard, right? That was kind of the springboard where when I came back to LA and I felt very like creatively fulfilled and I was like, okay, I think we're in a good place. You know, we're in a yeah. good place. We're in a better place. But I think more importantly than anything, um, and I think this is conducive with any type of profession you go into <laughs> or just life in general, the things that I had, going on in my life and the energy that I had around me weren't right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was able to make some adjustments in my life that were able to align me and be able to get out of my own way to be able to receive these blessings that I had been working my ass off so hard for that I hadn't gotten five years because I was blocked by whatever situation. I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yes, so yeah, yeah. it was, to me, it was, I felt like it was a shift in craft and art, you know, obviously in getting things, but I think to me, the change really happened in my life yeah. and what I was harboring around me energy wise and making changes where I was like, okay, cool. You know what I mean? And I felt better. Like I felt lighter. Yeah. You know what I mean? I felt light because it was a moment for years. I'm like, bro, I feel heavy. Yes. I don't, I don't even know how many times I work out. This is late. You know, I, yeah. I haven't been under 200 pounds since I was 13 and I still <laughs> feel like I'm like 260. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, for real. Like I was a heavy dude. You were bro. a big boy. Big boy. Um, bro. I'm Tasha show you some pictures. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? But like, I was still, you know, even with that, I was still feeling heavy, you know what I mean? But I started to feel a little bit lighter yeah. when I made some adjustments and I was like, oh, okay. Maybe this will <clears throat> correlate. Like maybe I'm now I'm finally listening. I'm finally growing up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so to me, that's, that's really what it was. I love that, man. Yeah, man. So you go through that experience, right? 
<clears throat> how long was it until you filmed your now infamous top 10 Netflix <laughs> fucking film, brother? Man. Congratulations on that. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, sh- For the people listening, what's it called? Christmas with you. Christmas. Netflix with uh, Amy Garcia, Freddie Prince Jr. God. It is uh, Freddie Prince, baby. Yeah, I think it's 20. I think it's number one in 26 <clears throat> countries and, and top 10 in 80 countries. Let's go. Let's wild. go. Yo, wild. Let's right? go. Like, that's wild i'm like okay we up <laughs> yes we are big change uh, big change man but it's funny because um so before before uh well actually no that was before that i did well mike came out before christmas with oh you, yeah 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 you yeah, did mike I the did mike, mike tyson yeah but i filmed um, mike after christmas with you so i'll tell you right, kind of how hear. that yeah, happened yeah. so um christmas with you uh came uh, I think the audition came some point in early September of last year. And, um, you know, Greg yeah, came to Greg and Greg was like, oh, yeah, you know, here's this Christmas movie. You know, you want to, you know, and he was like, only problem is it's a New York local hire. And I was like, all right, like, what is it? He's like, oh, it's like a Netflix, uh, Amy Garcia and Freddie Prince Jr. And I'm like, Freddie Prince Jr. coming back? I was like, <laughs> I was like all right, like. He's like, I think you should, you know, just at least audition for it. And the role of the character was like, on the, I looked at the, like the description in the sides and it was like, the guy's name was Barry forties. That's really all I said. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, they about to hire some white dude to do this. Yeah. Oh, white dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> but he was the head of a record label. So I was just like, okay, let me just give my like interpretation on this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just did the tape, sent it in. I think like a week later, Greg called me. He's like, yeah, so uh, you booked the Christmas movie. And I was like, what? Damn. And I was like, "Like they don't want to do a callback, nothing like that? And he was like, nah, right off the tape. Booked it. I was like, okay, all right, let's go. <laughs> like, that was <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I was like, that was way easier than I thought. <laughs> I was like, I thought it was going to be super hard. And it's funny because I, I was a little like uh, hesitant to do like the facts i'm like yo i had to fly myself out to new york because the new york logo so i had to lie basically i lied yeah. i was like yeah i'm in new- actually really didn't i didn't say anything because you know when you slate they're supposed to say say your name height and location yeah and i was like yo my name is lawrence j hughes and i'm five nine like i didn't say where i was at all i was like let me just not say anything i forgot to you know put it in there yeah and um <laughs> that's all right yeah it's whatever and uh so greg was like yo you know you gotta you gotta get to new york right and I was a little hesitant on this because just a few months before that, I had booked a job as a Boston local hire that shot like a, for like an indie film, but it had Brian Cox in it, right? And I was like, okay, go, dope, let's do this. So, but I had just basically I got that job, offered that job on a Friday, right? And they had all they were like, oh, he's in the he's their choice Thursday night. We'll 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 know by tonight. And I had to be in Boston by Saturday because we were shooting Saturday at seven a.m. Shit. And uh, got the job, but they told me they told me that I got the job. Um, no, yeah, they told me that I got the job Friday. They wouldn't tell me. They told me Friday morning, the day before, and I was like, oh, so I had to scramble. Found like the one flight that got me into Boston like that night. Yeah, I le- I was on a plane to Boston in less than like an hour and a half. Damn, bro, it was wild. Right, went out there for the weekend, shot thirteen pages of material four scenes in one day from 7 a.m to 7 p.m went out there i was staying in some rundown motel off like the 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 boston freeway it's like where i where i'm sure they take some prostitutes because i'm yeah. hearing you know, next door i'm just hearing people having sex through these thin walls i'm just like yo what's going on i'm like i'm barely sleeping i get in there at 2 30 more i'm trying to learn these lines and do all that i look a mess doing all that made all that sacrifice did all that wow went back to la 
did all that for that that for that film to find out I got cut out that film. Wait, what? I got cut out that film because Netflix apparently it was supposed to be a Netflix thing. I think it was. Actually, I'm not sure. Let me not say that. Yeah. Um, whoever the wherever it was supposed to go because I haven't really heard what it was. But the producer called me and, and I had worked with the producer before, ironically, and he was like, "Yeah, they just didn't like the way that the story was." The, the, the new idea of the story. He's like, I promise it's nothing to do with you, nothing to do with your performance. They just didn't like the way we wrote the story, so we got to write it a completely different way. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, bro, do you know what I did to get out of here? You know what I mean? Like, in my uh, head, I'm thinking, I'm like, bro, I did so much. Right? Yeah. And so I did, and I didn't get the news that I was cut out before Christmas with you came, but I just did all that, yeah. right? Like, I'm like, yo, I just forked over a lot of money. I did all that. And so I didn't really have much money when I got, yeah. Christmas with you. So I'm like, how am I supposed to make this work? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they were like my outside dates were I had to basically be in New York for three, basically three weeks. You know what I mean? Without, you know what I mean? I'm like, New York is expensive. So how am I going to figure this out? Luckily, great, grateful for my college roommate. Shout out Gary Esposito. Um, he let me sleep on his couch. And and like I've said before, you know, any I say to those people all the time, like if you're staying at anybody's place for longer than a week, you stay in a long time. You yeah, know what I 100%. mean? Like you're staying a long time. And he was so gracious, bro, just to let me stay. Not only let me stay for three weeks, he was like, here, take the key, go in and out as you want. Wow. But at the same time, because I went to college with him, we were roommates, we were super tight. But he was very like welcome almost like he he made me feel like he wanted me to be there. Even when I was when I was leaving, he was almost like, yo, I don't want you to leave. You know yeah. what I mean? And I was like, man, it, it took a big weight off of my shoulders. I'm sure that way just for that. You know what I mean? And then, of course, I got real acclimated with the New York subway, getting yeah. myself to and from set and doing all that on my own. And then being able to like work with with Amy Garcia and Freddie Prince Jr. and Deja Monique Cruz and Zinzi Williams and Nicolette Templer. And then the the director, uh, Gabby Taglavini, and, and our producer, Herman Michael Torres. It was just, man, bro. They, they it's, it's like a family now, to be honest. And Gabriel Slaughter, let me not forget my dog. Shout out. <laughs> ah. um, but it was, um, it was, it was a super rewarding experience. And we still, you know, we still all keep in touch, you know, now because of course the movie's doing very, very well. Yeah. You know, it came out and. You know, I almost turned it down. You know, I almost turned it down because I didn't, you know, have the money and all that. But yeah. I was just like, you know, I talked to my mom and my mom was like, oh, you know, we got to do what you got to do, son. Of course. Blah, blah, blah. So we we figured it out. You know, I mean, we got out there and uh, I would be kicking myself right now if, oh, I, hell if yeah. I said no to that job. You know what I mean? I'd have been like, what were you thinking? 100%. Um, you know, and it's paid off. You know, got to be able to go to, to the premiere and bring family and friends and see the movie and and people be very like it's interesting to see people have been showing a lot of love which i'm so grateful for and like people texting me texting me or calling me or sending me videos of them like saying my lines yeah you know which i'm kind of like damn this is crazy and i'm getting tagged i'm getting like tagged in people's stories that live in france and like budapest and like all a bunch of different places people that i don't know and i'm kind of like man this is this is what you're doing it for this is what you stuck through it for you know what i mean like this is the even the sacrifice i had to make to sleep on that couch and at the time i thought i had like a hernia so i wasn't like working out and all so i was like when doing my scenes and like in between scenes i was like you know what i'm saying what's going on you know so it was um it was a wild wild 
but rewarding experience, man. I, and I thought, I think the film is good, man. I think it's really good. I like it a lot. It's a very warm, heartfelt uh, uh, movie that I think people will love to watch with their family and friends, especially right now, yeah, Christmas sure. time. We need a lot of, uh, I heard Deja Monique Cruz say this, who's in the film. She plays Christina. She said, we need, we need hugs. Yeah. We need hugs. And I, and I really resonated with that when she said that, I'm like, you know what? You're right. We need hugs. And that's what this film is. You know, it's a, it's a very loving film and I'm happy that I can <laughs> be a little bit of a, I wouldn't say a bad guy, but a little bit of yeah. a, a guy who's like, people are like, you know, I got a little bit of an asshole, you know, what I love that. which is cool. Cause it's completely opposite, yes. you know, but I, uh, it was a, such a fun role to play, you yeah. know what I mean? To bring to life. Um, but I'm very happy with how it turned out. And I'm very fortunate to be able to work with so many talented, amazing people on that project. And I'm so, so, so happy that people are liking it and it's doing as well as it's doing yeah, right well, it's now. It's definitely doing well, my friend. Man, I just found out today that it's like one of the most searched things on Netflix right now. Like all my all my all my over here. I was like, That's what the great, hell? Yeah, man. Yeah. Great. Congratulations. Thank you, brother. Okay, so so you you go you go through that, right? Then how did you land the the Mike Tyson? Mike, so Mike came That's cool. Yeah, bro. So that it, so it's funny because you know, they try to say sometimes they're like, you know. I was actually talking to uh, Andrea Londo about this yesterday. You know, she was like, we were both saying like, you know, we rarely get the things that you really, really want. And I was like, but this one, we were all saying, but I got this one and I really, really want yeah. this one, right? I actually originally auditioned to play Mike Tyson. Okay. Which I knew at the time that I wasn't going to get, right? Yeah. Name's not there, you know, whatever. But I went all out for my tape. Like, you know, I shaved my head bald, went and got the, the face tattoo. I did everything, you yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, okay, let's go for it. I locked myself in my room for like a week, kind of just watching his one man stand up on a loop. And I had already been a big fan. I love his podcast. Yeah, uh, I grew up, my pops was a big Tyson fan. So we watched the fights a lot growing up. So, I mean, I've been following Mike Tyson for years, yeah. right? Um, So just to be able to audition to play Mike Tyson, I was kind of like, That's whoa, cool. this is like yeah. the best audition I've ever got in my life. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'm going all out. So do the whole thing, go all out. Didn't get it. Um, then I saw a few months later, Trevante Rhodes was playing Mike. And I'm like, oh, that's a, you know, that's a good choice. Trey, Trey, Trevante is, is super talented. Moonlight, you know what I mean? He's yeah. a big dude, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, that's, that's going to be cool. And then I was I started shifting my focus into like, man, I hope I can still be a part of it somehow, some way. Um, then the uh, audition came along. I think it was two or three days before Thanksgiving of last year um, to play Steve Crocodile Finch, mm-hmm. Mike Tyson's hype man. And I don't know, bro, like something about it Hype was, man. yeah. So something about it was like, this, this is, this is the one I want. This is the one I want yeah. to get this one because I've been a hype man my whole life. Like I was the hype man for football. Yeah. I was the hype man for my boy when he was DJing. I hype up my friends. I hype up my family. I hype up myself. I'm yeah. like, this is, I'm going to get this yeah. right. And I want this, you know what I mean? Like I'm going to get it. So I do, I do the audition and I knock it out the park. I watch it. I'm like, you did your thing. You know what I mean? You did your thing on this. And uh, I think it was, it was the day before Thanksgiving is when my agent called me and she was like, you're on a veil. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm like, all right. And of course I'm like, damn, right before Thanksgiving. So now I got to, of course, go through the holiday and nobody's going to be back to work until like, you know, yeah. the, the next week. I'm like, so I'm waiting the whole weekend, like on pins and needles and I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And 
I think it was Monday. It was that following Monday. I got up to use the bathroom at like 530 in the morning. And my agent at the time, she was in the East Coast uh, at her visiting her family. So it was like 830 over there for her. And she was getting ready to um, hop on a flight back to L.A. So I get up to use the bathroom, wake up out of my sleep. And, you know, sometimes you check your phone when you yep. get up. So I was like, and I was already on pins and needles anyway. So I was like, ah, let me see what's going on. So I check my phone. And I see a long text from her, like a decent sized text. She's like, LJ, you booked Mike. Yeah. You booked, at the time it was called Iron. You know, she's yeah. like, you booked Iron. And like, blah, blah. I was like, bless. God. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm like, I'm trying not to scream because it's 530. I'm yeah. not trying to wake people up in the apartment complex. I'm like, ah. Yeah. I'm like juiced, super juiced. And she's like, I respond right away. And she calls me. She's like, what are you doing awake? Yeah. I was like, I was using a bathroom, but now I'm wide awake. Let's I'm go. celebrating, you know what I mean? And then so I'm like, I'm super hyped. Of course, I didn't go back to sleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm up. I'm just like geeked, right? Yes. Out of my mind. And uh, so I got to, they flew me down uh, to New Orleans, you know, Hulu, Disney, all that. Flew me down to New Orleans. First time I had been flown out like first class for a thing. And I was like, oh, yeah. this is a good life. Yeah. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> So of course you know I'm like yeah I'll take a I'll take a wine I'll yes, take another wine yes yes yes, yes, yes. she's like you want another one yes I do <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was cool man it was just it was a, it was a very cool experience to be down in NOLA and my my bro who played in the league who I was talking about um, he's on the Saints coaching staff so That's he was sick. down there you know what I mean at the time so I got to go to a Saints game because of him mm. he's like yo here goes some tickets and took one of my castmates down to the Saints game. And just enjoy Nola. I got to see him and hang out with him. And I got to work with uh, Trevante Rhodes, which was, was super dope. But yeah. I also got to work with Russell Hornsby, man. And that dude, bro, that dude is a legend. I love Russell Hornsby. Just took me under his wing. Whatever question I had, even if I didn't have a question, just imparting wisdom. Yeah. Even if he was just, even if we just, I just sat there, sat with him. I just, I watched him. You know what I mean? I, I watched almost. Every move that he made, I would watch this dude. There's a bunch of extras, and this dude would hold court. You know what I mean? Because you know it could get long. Yeah. You know what I mean? People are were there over and over, and hours and hours and hours and hours, and get long. He can, he's just holding court, making everybody laugh, keeping everybody engaged, just being that dude. And I was like, that dude is that dude. That's <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but it was it was really cool to work with him, and um, and it was it was such a such a fun experience. I developed a lot of friendships from that as well. Um. And I'm very excited. I'm very happy how that turned out, too. In my opinion, I've said this to people before, but in my opinion, one of the top five greatest character entrances in entertainment history. So yeah. a character. I, I got to watch it, man. Yeah, yeah. check it out. bro. Yeah. Check it out. Check it out. The Crocodile and Steve Crocodile Finch. I'm very, I'm very proud Let's of it. Let's go, but, uh, dude. Yeah, man. It was um, it was it was a dope. It was a dope experience. Oh, my I, gosh. I'm so happy I still got to. You know, that's one of those moments where, right, like. You know, one of your no's doesn't mean you're no for good, yeah. you know, where you got to trust. You know, like you said, it's like, how do you, you know, embrace those no's and keep going? Yeah. You got to trust that the work that you do and do your best work, that somebody will take notice and they'll remember you. Absolutely. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Exactly what happened. Fucking love that, man. Mm-hmm. Um, as we start to wrap this up, bro, uh, what was you just like recently went to Budapest? Oh, or- yeah. Where'd you go? So I went to Budapest. Okay, I, I went right. to Budapest for uh, FBI International. All Dick right. Wolf show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was legend. Man, the, the legend. The yes. legend. Dick Wolf has a lot of money. Oh, yes. He has yeah. a lot of yes, money. Yes, he does. <laughs> I was like, the, the place that they put me up at and all this, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> like, this is nice. Um, but but yeah, man, it was cool. It was, uh, it was ironically because the trip, um, the, my first day of shooting was actually on my birthday of this year. Wow. 
So it just felt like one of those moments where everything was, you know, just yes. right where it needed to be, when it needed to be. And I'm like, everybody out there just treated me so well. You know, the people were so nice and they were just so welcoming. Um, you know, even when I was at the hotel for my, for my, on my birthday, they were like, oh, happy birthday. And I'm like, what the hell? you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. I'm eating. They put a cake in front of me, like it's a nice cake with happy birthday, candle, yeah. all that. I go to shoot. I come back to my room. There's another nice cake with another happy birthday on there you know what i mean so it was a trip that i needed right at the perfect time yeah for me to take a step back and take a step out of la just to gain some more perspective i love europe man i want to i want to live in europe honestly for like a year or so um every time i go out there i feel like i'm connected to some sort of roots um wherever i go it doesn't even matter yeah you know so um it was it was a very very cool trip and the show you know the shoot the shoot went well and the the episode came out and it was a nice, nice little spot for me in the episode. Got to throw some people around and be the military arms leader, yeah. you know, all that. So, so that was cool. And I, I think, you know, for me, that's um, one of the things that I pride myself right on as, as an artist. Of course, I'm grateful that I'm able to experience something and see like, you know, Budapest and things like that. Um, yeah. But to be able to feel like I'm versatile enough as an, as an actor to go from, um, you know, the Willowbrook playing a, um, a adopt a brother who's in a, uh, a guy who's in a foster home who is, uh, adopted brother and sister with, uh, a, a girl who's completely opposite of him yeah. and be able you know, to play a role like that. And then to go into, um, you know, a record label exec who wears Rolexes and big chains and $5,000 watches and $5,000 suits to playing a hype man, you know, this a guy from the streets or playing a hype man from Mike Tyson to playing a military guy who's able to throw some people around, bark commands, bark orders. And I also, you know, got a role on NCIS LA where I'm playing a kidnapped husband who runs a architect um, company with his yeah. wife. You know what I mean? Like, those to me, I, I'm so grateful that people are able to see like, oh, he can do a lot of different things, Yeah, you know, and I want to continue to be able to do that, you yeah. know, to be able to show that I'm, in, I'm a versatile actor, Yeah, you know, that I'm not just, uh, you know, you don't need to just put me in a, he's a former football player, former athlete. So let's just stick him in an athlete role. Yeah. Let's just play this again. You know, it's like, nah, like. I can do a lot. Yeah, you can. You know, I feel like I can do a lot. And I'm grateful that I've been able to run into teachers and mentors and people who have helped me cultivate my craft to the point to where I can do a lot. I love that. You know, this last question, right? Yeah, of course. You have had a, 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 I would say a long road, right? Those Mm -hmm. five years could be very dark, not booking anything, right? Just trying and trying and not succeeding and having this thing inside of you that is this like guiding light, right? Pushing you saying, no, I'm not going to fucking give up Yeah. to then in this last year, really start to, you're at the tip of the iceberg, but really starting to crack, you're cracking it, right? Right. You're, you're literally cracking it, right? Yeah. What would you say to some kid that is going through a similar situation, trying to break into the industry, but having countless no's and and not having the support maybe that you had, Mm -hmm. what kind of words and things would you tell them 
to help be their light and guide them. Mm. Don't quit. Don't quit. Because something led you here, right? Something lit this fire inside of you to want to do this. So do your best to keep that fire lit, whatever way, shape, form that you can. And constantly, constantly realize that you are your hype man, you know? Yeah. You have to be. Otherwise, again, who's going to want to pay to see you do anything? This is a multi-million dollar business. Billion dollar. Billion dollar. Billion dollar business. People ain't. It costs $30 to go see a movie. Yeah. It costs $13 to have a Netflix subscription. You know how I many all these subscriptions cost? People are paying good money to see you entertain them. Yeah. So you got to believe in yourself, right? And it's going to get hard. It's going to get hard. But nothing worth having is ever easy. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. The struggle is what makes it worth it. Yeah. From my, from my experience, that's what I would say. And I would always say, and I can't, I can't sit here and act like this is my thing, but God rest his soul to one of my, um, one of my most <laughs> like heroes, in my opinion, Kobe Bean Bryant. Yeah. Stay curious. <laughs> always. Stay curious even when you are doubting yourself. Why? Why are you doubting yourself? Let's find the answer. Stay curious about all of that. Because sometimes you just might be having a moment. You know what I mean? And you might be able to work through that moment instead of letting the avalanche roll. Love that. Curiosity, man. I sure. love that, brother. I love that. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. Man, thank you. Thank man. you. Thank, thank you for having me, bro. Absolutely, man. Where can uh, people check out your stuff? Your latest movies, yeah, shows, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Instagram. Share all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Christmas with you on Netflix. Uh, Mike on Hulu. I'm in episode seven. I make my big entrance in episode seven. I'm in eight as well, but a little bit less. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Lawrence J Hughes. Don't have a Twitter. Um, That's probably a smart, smart thing. Smart, right? Yeah. Probably <laughs> smart. Stay off of the Twitter. Yes. <laughs> That's my advice to the kids. Stay off Twitter. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, at, at Lawrence J. Hughes on Instagram. Um you know, yeah, and that and that's pretty much where you can find me. Also, if you uh any other actors out there, if you do need to get a self-tape done, um at Canvas Tapes, that's my my Instagram for my self-tapes. Um, I'm more than willing to help people out, you know, if you need. I, I love helping people with self tapes. I know how tough it is out there without, you know, having a community. So if you need, you need, let me know. I'm willing to help, willing to lend my hand. I love that. How do you spell that? Uh, C-A-N-V-A-S tapes. All right, cool. I was just making sure it wasn't like A-T. Nothing crazy, nothing crazy. Yeah, or you could just DM me on my on my own Instagram and say you need a tape done and and I'll help you out. Let's go, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, man. Man, appreciate it. Let's go, baby. get it. Boom. <laughs> we out. All right, brother. We out. Let's go. Is it right into here? Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Right into here. Oh, that was fun. Oh, that was great. Much love to you, man. Oh, fuck it.